Everyone, welcome back to the Roommate Sports Debates podcast. It's your boys, Braden Murray. Angela Linval. Hey, just on a, you know, just a little note, we just finished finals. Don't you, wait, don't you have one tomorrow? I did not. Oh, you're done. done? Yeah. Dude, I'll say, college is tough, but I mean, we're out here doing what we love. Now that we got a break, we're going to make some more podcasts for you. We're going to get back to it, back on the grind. So, let's go into our first question here. So, who was right about the Heisman? Who was right? Uh, no, I never said it was going to be Tua. Kyler Murray, you know, he had he had his stats. He brought his team, you know, back into the playoffs. And, you know, he deserves it. Heck yeah, Kyler won it. Dude, it was obvious. Like, I knew going in 100% he was going to win it, obviously. But, okay, so piggybacking off of what we talked about that last time, going into the college football playoff, who do you think is the favorite in the two starting games? Do you think it's Alabama, Oklahoma? We'll start with that one. Which one do you think it is? I definitely think, and I think everyone in sports thinks Alabama has a clear shot to yeah, the championship. That's true. I and, don't know. I mean, they, they dominate everyone they've played this year. They skunked two ranked teams that they played, and... I personally think that they're going to, uh, you know, it could be, honestly, it could be a blowout against Oklahoma. I think yeah. Alabama's defense can hold up Oklahoma's offense to a minimum of scoring. Yeah. But then Alabama's offense cannot be stopped by Oklahoma's defense. And I think that's scary for Oklahoma. Yeah. Being the Oklahoma fan I am, I am terrified about facing that Alabama offense because I'm just afraid our defense won't hold up. I mean... If you think about it, Tua does have more experience because he came in in the championship last year and won it for Alabama. So he he has experience in this playoff atmosphere, which Kyler doesn't. And if Tua doesn't even play this first game against Oklahoma, you got Jalen Hurts, who also has playoff experience. Mm -hmm, That's true. And he also has, you know, he played already half a game this season, so he's got practice in. I have a bold prediction, too. I think the winner of the Oklahoma-Alabama game is going to be the winner of the college football playoff, and here's why. Clemson, yeah, Clemson's been consistently good since Deshaun Watson left. They've been, like, you know, they're still, like, really good. I just, Trevor Wallace is, like, he's new to the scene. He didn't even start on the season. (laughs) I just, I don't see them pulling it off. And then back to Notre Dame, no one expected them to be this good this year. They've always been, like, a, you know, in the past, like, mediocre, like, maybe, like, you know, middle-ranked team. But I don't know. I think the winner of that game is going to have a lot of trouble with an experienced Oklahoma or experienced Alabama team. See, I think I, I agree with you, but the only reason I agree with you is because I know Alabama is going to win, Gosh, and dude. Alabama is going to beat wow. Clemson or Notre Dame. Okay, I, yeah. I think Notre Dame, you know, they've had a decent decent schedule this year, but they haven't played the teams that Alabama or even um, Oklahoma have played. That's true. Uh, and I haven't watched Clemson much this year, but they do have a young quarterback. Uh, they kind of have a newer team. And you know, we'll see. I think I think Notre Dame and Clemson game could be a really good game. I think that's one to look forward to. Mark that one on your calendars. Yeah, that would be a really exciting game to watch. Uh, and then the same day too, back to back, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that would be really exciting to watch. All right, let's get into our next uh, next thing here. You have more experience on this than I do. So Carson Wentz and the Eagles—they've been struggling this year, as everyone knows. You know, Super Bowl to to this, no one really saw that coming. Uh, Wentz is sitting out this week with a, some sort of back injury. Uh, do you think they're going to bench him for the rest of the year, or what do you think they're going to do with Wentz from here on out? Uh, as an Eagles fan, I'd, I'd be fine benching him the rest of this year, let him rest up, let him watch the team. Uh, the Eagles are beat up this year, and I think seeing him this this season, 
saving them for the next year could be beneficial. Everyone's going to come back next year. We're not losing anyone. Um, and I think just the Eagles need to um, re, re, rebuild themselves and charge, charge up for next year. Mm-hmm. This year's a big disappointment, but that's just how it is. <laughs> yeah. And then, again, you got you got a starting quarterback as your back, backup, essentially, with Foles. That's He's true. Super Bowl MVP, uh, won three playoff games, and – you know he's a he's a Philly savior, and I think you know playing him, the Eagles still are one and a half games behind uh, the Minnesota Vikings with the playoff wild card spot, yeah. and I think that's still a possibility. But with Philadelphia's luck, uh, that's just not going to happen this year. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't be mad if they benched wins either. Like yeah, you said Foles, he's he could have started on like another NFL team this year, but he decided to stay. Good for him. Now he's going to get some playing time. Do you think, like, now that he's playing again, you think he's going to, like, take Wentz's job? Like, do you think Wentz's job is in danger? I, I don't, I've never thought Wentz's job is in danger ever since Foles won the uh, Super Bowl. Wentz is, you know, they, they, they trade up for him. They pay him a lot of money. And he definitely showed himself. He proved himself to be a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he's towards ACL. But, yeah, this year he stayed healthy until now. I've been back spasms. But... I think yeah, I think that's why you need to sit in the rest of this year, charge him up, and you know, mm. f- for the years in the future, go on with him. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, once again, if you want to ask us questions, you have comments, or you want to argue against anything that we're saying, please DM me on Instagram or tweet me on Twitter at Braden Murray Ten. We'd love to hear your suggestions, comments, anything, and hey, we'll give you a shout out in the next show probably. Uh, all right. Last topic of the the pod today. Uh, I'm a huge baseball fan, and offseason, there's a lot of trades going on. It's really exciting stuff. So we're going to kick it to the NL East. Uh, me being a big Braves fan, I've been trying to keep up with like the competition that's going to go on next year. Um, so I'm going to ask you this. Who is winning in the NL East trades offseason, and who do you think is going to win the division next year so far on what's happened? Based off of last year, I think the Atlanta Braves Heck should yeah. still win the division. Let's go. Um, I think, I think the Phillies. You know, they're trying to make big changes, and they're they're. I don't know. The Phillies. We'll see. I'm I'm from Philadelphia. I was born there, and they've always, even last year, they were the number one team in the division for a long time, mm-hmm. and they just slipped up at the last twenty games. And I think the Phillies are going to either, you know, who knows. They could stick with it and be good next year. Yeah. But I think then again, I think it's either going to be Philly in the wild card, Atlanta wins the division, or Philly somehow wins the division and Atlanta in the wild card. I think those two teams are definitely going to be the top two teams in the NL East. Oh, I completely agree with you. The Braves, they've been struggling at third base ever since Chipper left. So they picked up Josh Donaldson, a former AL MVP. Super excited about that. And Brian McCann came back. So we filled two spots we've really been struggling with. We have a really solid outfield with Acuna leading center field. We have a really solid infield with Freeman, Donaldson now, Swanson, Albies. We're still struggling on the pitching side of things, but I feel like we're going to pick up one or two more guys for that. But, uh, yeah, and then even going back to Philly, yeah, McCutcheon, I didn't see that coming at all. He's a really good player who's just getting tossed around from team to team. I think he's really going to be a good asset for Philadelphia in their offense. 
Also, picking up Gene Segura is going to be really good for them, too. Um, if I had to rank who I thought was going to be in the NL East, I'd put Braves number one, Philly number two, and then this is where it gets kind of confusing. So the Mets picked up James Paxton and Robinson Cano from Seattle, and those are those are very, very good arm. And, you know, Cano's returning back to New York, the city he used to play for. He used to play on the Yankees, now he's on the Mets. I think that's going to boost them to be third in the division. They've been struggling a lot last year, but by picking up another arm, and if Noah Syndergaard stays, only if he stays, it will definitely be a third place. The Nationals, yeah, Harper is going to leave as a free agent. I mean, everyone saw this coming. Like, he's a good player. He could go anywhere, really. I don't honestly. I don't care where he goes. I just, I, I being a Braves fan, I just despise the Nationals. So, I could care less where he goes. He could retire for all I care. But he's such a good player. And then they picked up Patrick Corbin, another good arm. I'd put them at fourth. And of course, the Marlins are fifth because you know they they just suck. They're they're really bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they're trading away their only good player at JT Realmuto, and he's probably going to the Mets. So if the Mets get Realmuto. They're definitely a third position for me. That's just my opinion on the race. I know a lot more about baseball than uh than Andrew does. <laughs> but uh, if you have anything else to say, please uh let me know. Yeah, I don't pay attention to baseball as much as uh, Braden does. But um, I uh I, I'm a I'm a Phillies fan, and you know when they're doing good, I watch them. Um, kind of hit or miss team. But um, you're you just uh, said I, you're a fair weather fan. Yeah, honestly, for baseball, I am. I would say that Sixers and Philadelphia wow. Eagles, I'll be <coughs> cheering for them no matter what. But uh, Phillies, yeah, I'm a fair weather fan. Uh, that's I'll, I'll admit that. But I, I do think um, picking up Andrew uh, McCutcheon is yeah. going to be a huge strength to them. Just uh, sure. reading here, uh, they can they can move Reese Hoskins back to first base where he was. Mm-hmm. And that'll really switch up the defense, yeah. and I think that'll improve them a lot. And yeah. it adds another hitter to the team. Yeah, it's a good young team adding a really solid veteran. I agree. So, all right, that's the podcast for today. Once again, DM me, tweet me questions at Braden Murray Ten. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas break. Thank you very oh, yeah. much.